And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. And uh, to all of my friends out there. Yeah. Uh, who are still posting on social media about the Texas Rangers winning the World Series, Mm -hmm. go to sleep. (laughs) I I got some buddies that have been social media in the last 45 minutes. Like, wow. Do you have to go to work this morning? And they've been posting all night. I mean, they just, yeah. (laughs) All right. Get some sleep. It's the first time it ever happens, so how many of those people will be calling in sick? I'll be I have a World Series-itis. <laughs> well, nobody's in human resources because they're all sick too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Their very first World Series. That's great. Yeah. 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 Since 1961, because they were the Washington Senators before that. And, yeah. Uh, so 62 years. Uh, you know, my in, in Major League Sports is a long time. I think the Cubs, did the Cubs have the record? What was, how long was theirs? The Cubs was a real long time. Mm. You know, my Bills may be getting close to, you know, leading the pack there now. Yeah. They, they haven't won, yeah, because they haven't won a championship since 1965. Oh, the wow. AFL championship. Yeah. So. You know, Biden's going to make this about him, right? What? The- uh, <laughs> serious? <laughs> you know, it's, it's no joke. The Texas Rangers won a uh, 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 World Series, and uh, you know, I used to be a Washington senator. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to invite them to the White House. Because of the Texas election law. Uh huh. Yeah. By the way, the, he didn't say that. Where no, I'm just. No. no. And I'm anticipating that he will say that. No joke. Yeah. What? It's no joke. Where did, 
one of the first basemen that had three strikes. Okay. I don't like, okay, Joe. I don't like that either. We're for defund the police, and we don't like that three strikes and you're out thing. Yeah. We need to be kinder to our criminals. Like, like, like a guy on third base. I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll get invited to the White House. Seriously, it is from Texas. It's, you know. Yeah, maybe. Here's my question. Does anybody get invited to the White House anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Hunter will invite them. Ah. Mm. I wonder whose Coke that was. Well, we came to the conclusion. It's 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 clear. It wasn't Hunter. Hunter does not leave any cocaine behind. Right. It wasn't. You found cocaine lying somewhere? Yeah. Okay, it's not Hunter's. That's a fact. That's like a fact. It's, you know, the sun's coming up tomorrow. It'll be dark at night. That was not Hunter's cocaine. (laughs) He doesn't leave any behind. Come on, it's serious business. No joke. No joke. Yeah. Well, the continuation, and it's really been in the last two weeks. It's really been since we've been back from vacation. We go on vacation, and the the whole alternative energy business model is yeah. is just being destroyed. Yeah. Every day there's another article. Mm. This one, a green energy company on Tuesday pulled the plug on two wind projects off the coast of New Jersey, which were approved for an estimated $1 billion in taxpayer-funded subsidies by Democratic Governor Phil Murphy and state lawmakers. The Danish outfit, uh, Orsted, cited high inflation, rising interest rates, and supply chain issues as a reason for scrapping the Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects, both of which uh, what were uh, uh, both of which got tax incentives hmm. included in President Biden's so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Macroeconomic factors have changed dramatically over a short period of time, with high inflation, rising interest rates, and supply chain bottlenecks impacting our long-term capital investments. As a result, we have no choice but to cease development of Ocean Wind 1 and Ocean Wind 2. We are extremely disappointed to have to take this decision, particularly because New Jersey is poised to be a U.S. and global hub for offshore wind energy. Ah. Murphy, a strong proponent of the project, fumed over the announcement, calling the pullout outrageous amid the unprecedented accommodations granted by New Jersey to the foreign company. Mm -hmm. Today's decision by Orsted to abandon its commitment to New Jersey is outrageous and calls into question the company's credibility and competence. Yours too, Governor. Murphy said in a statement as recently as several weeks ago, the company made 
public statements regarding the viability and progress of Ocean Wind One project. Because if you lie about the potential of wind power, they lie. If everybody's lying, why are you mad? Why are you angry? Murphy said he would explore legal options regarding the abandoned project after the state worked hard to secure the funding. Here's the point. Did they use a lot of the funding and then not, not come true? Come through? Yeah. Did they right. that because that's what it sounds like. If they didn't use the funding, go find somebody else. Right. You got if if the billion is still there, in recognition of the challenges inherent in large and complex projects, my administration in partnership with legislative leadership insisted upon important protections that ensure that we will receive $300 million to support the offshore wind sector should Orsted's New Jersey projects fail to succeed. He added, I have directed my administration to review all legal rights and remedies and to take all necessary steps to ensure that Orsted fully and immediately honors its obligation. Uh, In July, New Jersey legislators uh, approved tax breaks valued as high as $1 billion to keep the project moving forward. A move Republicans, commercial fishermen, and activists slammed as a generous subsidy for a potentially harmful environmental project Hmm. in exchange for the handout. Now, I, what, I don't know. They say tax breaks one, subsidies in another, and handout in another. There's a difference between a handout, a subsidy, and a tax break. Right. In exchange for the handout, which allowed Orsted to pocket federal tax breaks, it was initially required to give back to New Jersey ratepayers. Oh. The company was required to place a $200 million guarantee into state coffers, which will be returned to ratepayers now that the company has scrapped the project. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Senator Ed Durr, uh, a Republican, criticized the subsidy at the time, arguing that when Orsted first received approval to build the wind farms, it agreed to apply for and return to ratepayers any federal tax incentives 
that might become available to offset the higher cost that ratepayers are paying today for the development of wind wind energy, despite the deal they signed, Orsted is realizing that wind farm projects don't make economic sense without major government subsidies. So now they're looking for a huge handout at the expense of New Jersey utility customers. Yeah, right. Under the Inflation Reduction Act, renewable developers stand to receive tax credits. Now, that's a subsidy. That's not a yeah, tax break. Right, right. That's a tax credit. That's a subsidy. Right. To receive tax credits of up to 30% for qualifying investments that use union labor and more credits if the project meets additional criteria. Well, this is big wind ripping off the taxpayer. And the Democrats are all for big wind. Big <laughs> hot wind. Hot air wind. Ripping off the taxpayer. We need to break big wind. We need to we break need to do. big wind. That should be our goal is to yes. break big wind. Every day. We need to break wind big. Yes. Not make wind. We break wind. We break That's wind. what we do. We need to break wind. We need to break the wind cartel. That's right. <laughs> that was really childish. We're going to have that was childish, but we had, we had to I go know. there. I we know. had to go there, didn't I we? I loved not? every second of it. So did I. Billion-dollar cost overruns incurred in spite of generous giveaways from the Biden administration uh, and the state of New Jersey will dominate accounts of the demise of these projects, the New England Fishermen Stewardship Association said. They argued sustainable fisheries and other maritime activities off the New Jersey coast were being threatened by the project. They welcomed the decision and said it was a sign that the future offshore wind projects would be doomed to fail. Those projects stink. So, I, I you know, the, the thing is, and, and we need to, we I think we need to keep our slogan. Mm-hmm. Break big wind. Break big wind. Yes. It is not upon the taxpayer to make big wind, only to break big wind. Yeah. It's why we're here. Oh, I told you something's in the air, and it doesn't smell right. And I, we were right about that. I, I will say one thing here over the last couple of years, because it seems like everything, and this is something that we have uh, talked about now, we're, we'll get off the whole break wind thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, one of us will. <laughs> but the, um, uh, and, and being completely and totally serious, because this is a serious situation mm-hmm. here, because the, the government's flushing your money down the toilet. Mm-hmm. to raise your cost and not save the planet. They're doing it strictly because of imagery. There is no substance behind this. No. It sucks completely. Right. And, and but it's really, I think, fascinating how everything has lined up in the last couple of years where everything that was hypothetical or abstract has now hit reality. Yep. And, I mean, it's everything. Well, it's be- the border. It's because the, when the you, police. It's- when you ramp up these mandates, when you ramp up that kind of spending, there is only one way, only one reaction or response to that, and that's to ramp up the results, which is getting to reality faster. 
something that yeah. I mentioned the other day, and that is the liberal playbook used to be you roll these things out slowly. By the year 2265, we expect that all 100% of our energy will be, all right? And then you slowly roll it so that you get eight years in office and then you can go off and wave that, you, that you're a big hero for saving the planet. Now, you did nothing, but that was the playbook. Biden comes in, and in, in his first day in office, the executive orders were so much that the liberal media, a couple of weeks in, were like, dude, slow your roll. What are you doing? This is overload. Well, that's what's going to happen. And then you couple that with all the spending during COVID, massive spending. Can you imagine if Bernie's bill got done? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Oh, wow. And, and this is it. And throw money at industries that they know are failing. Why? The destruction of capitalism. Because it sets up a greater role for big government in their mind. That's what they want. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. The numbers from the final U.S. Pasture and Rangeland Conditions Report for the year reveal... Nationally, we finished the year with one-third of the nation, 33%, reporting good to excellent ratings on the pasture and rangeland. Compared to last year at this time, as we finished up, that is a 10 percentage point improvement from last year's 23%. While USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey adds for the very poor-to-poor condition rating to close out 2023... 37% is our season-ending number that is down considerably from last year's season ending 48 percent very poor to poor despite the year-over-year improvements in overall pasture and rangeland conditions rippy says there are still some regions of concern for instance one area of greatest concern is across the deep south coming off that hot and dry summer as well as parts of the western corn belt and the pacific northwest I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. This is just really funny. This article, Dominic uh, Pino in the National Review wrote a thing on, uh, you know, Biden's push to get rid of junk fees. We got to get rid of junk fees. Yeah. And he says that it was Biden's also including airlines. And he said uh, uh, the president's Twitter account said as part of his crusade against junk fees, making more airlines show full ticket cost up front. He goes, you know why? Because the junk fees on airline tickets Come from taxes. The federal government. Yeah. The junk fees are not the ticket master. There is no there is no ticket master fee when I buy an airline ticket. Right. And they said it can be up to twenty to twenty five percent cost of the ticket. The federal government fees on a fully if you count everything that they tax, you know, uh, you know, for for your uh, for your ticket. 
That's truly a junk fee. And it's just like it's, it's just so funny because the headline is air travel junk fees come from the government. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I don't have a problem in them itemizing the costs along the way. Remember the uh, where was it in Philadelphia where they put the sugar tax on sodas? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and prices went through the roof. Yeah. And local retailers put signs up. Itemizing it. Saying, here's why this 12-pack now costs whatever it was. And it has to do with the new regulation. And then local leaders were like, you can't do that. You can't. You can't. We're free to tell them what the government is doing. We're free to tell them what they're paying for when it's a regulatory cost. I'd love to see that kind of breakdown on receipts. Now, the thing is, is like a CVS receipt would be two miles long because <laughs> it's already a half mile long. But I mean, I would well, I would love to see the breakdown of it. I rent a lot of vehicles. Yeah. And uh, I was looking for Christmas. I've mm-hmm. been a need one for like four or five days. Mm-hmm. And the 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 cheapest I've found so far, because it's the holidays, is 300 bucks mm. with fees. Four hundred and three. Oh, yeah. So a dollars And so yeah. they're not under the same rules that airlines are where they have to give you the overall price. Right. They can give you the price they charge. And and there's I don't object to it because I know I get ticked off every time I see right. what the and those are government fees. Right. That's twenty five percent of, of, of that rent a car is going to the government. And as we stated, that's what they were trying to hide, where the Democrats were lying on the airlines, saying that we want full transparency. Well, the airlines were giving you full transparency. Right. You didn't like the fact that they were giving you the airline, what they would charge, and then itemized what all the taxes were from the federal government on an airline ticket. Right. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, I saw this uh, audio cut yesterday and listened to it and I went, wow, it's really, really good. Now, it's from 2022, mm. I believe. I don't even know what month, but uh, it was posted on Twitter yesterday and it's Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, going after Mayorkas. Mayorkas was testifying and it just gives you an indication of of how how Johnson can explain things in the manner that he does, which I believe could help the Republicans if the message is correct. Yeah, because I think right. he, I think he has the ability to deliver it correctly. But this is just on the border. And with Mayorkas testifying again two days ago and just, you know, you see the frustration uh, from so many of the Republicans because he won't answer a question. Yeah, I just yeah. like the directness, but also the tone, because there's a tone of seriousness here that he brings up without frustration or, you know, showing emotional anger. So I just want to play a little bit of it. 
as uh, just an example, I think of of how how good Johnson can be. Here we go. Nation in July of last year and explained then that it had already become crystal clear that you were either unable or unwilling to do your job. But as has been said here today now, based upon the facts and the evidence, we've concluded you're doing this intentionally. On the website of DHS, it describes the mission. It says the Department of Homeland Security secures the nation's air, land, and sea borders to prevent illegal activity and is focused on securing our borders and keeping our communities safe. Sir, you're the seventh Secretary of Homeland Security in charge of the third largest federal department in the United States and the largest immigration system in the world. You are given immense power and an absolutely critical responsibility. Of all of our federal agencies, sir, I think yours is the one that has the smallest margin of error. Because if the Secretary of Homeland Security is unable or unwilling to give these answers, to perform his duties and accomplish his mission, crime surges, chaos ensues, and innocent people... Oh, I just, uh, I just lost it there. Let, let, me, let me get it back again. All right. All right. So, uh, sorry, folks. It was... I had it there, and then I lost it for a moment, all right? It may not be exactly where it should be, but... Mr. Mayorkas, that is exactly what is happening on your watch. All of us have been down the border. We've seen this with our own eyes, and we are outraged. And so are our constituents and all law-abiding citizens in this country. They're outraged because of your deliberate and defiant policies. These are the documented facts. We have a literal invasion of lawless masses flooding over our border from more than 160 countries. The safety and security of the American people are being directly threatened, and innocent children, sir, are being abducted, assaulted, raped, and murdered by human traffickers. Countless numbers of known terrorists and vicious gang members are clearly coming across our border and making their way into our communities all over the country. The precious treasure of American taxpayers is being used to incentivize and reward all this because illegals are given food, clothing, health care, cell phones, welfare benefits, and we also, the taxpayers, pay for ghost flights and bus tickets so they can send them around and secretly transfer these folks into all of our communities across the country. It is your policies, and because of them, that our entire country is becoming a crime scene, and we are dealing with a humanitarian disaster that would have been unimaginable just three or four years ago. Because of your policies, the drug cartels are making billions of dollars and building their empires, and they are drowning our streets in fentanyl and other deadly substances, and that has made drug overdoses, as you know now, the number one cause of death for Americans ages 18 to 45. Our brave Border Patrol and law enforcement agencies and officers are completely overwhelmed, and they are personally endangered. And the rule of law is being trampled underfoot. And the stability and the very sovereignty of our nation is being threatened like never before. I have a long list of questions I was anxious to ask you today, but I've been watching you. You know, you've been on Capitol Hill for, for three days now. You've been in three committees. You're, you're very, uh, uh, you have an extraordinary talent, I think, for evading questions. And you've provided answers that are not accurate, and that's documented. You're insulting the intelligence of the American people, and you're subjecting them to extraordinary danger. This is not a game. It's been detailed over and over this week and here again today. You have presided over the greatest immigration catastrophe in American history, and it's an objective truth that you have helped design and implement this system. You took your oath of office in February last year, and by the end of the first year, ICE recorded the highest number of border crossings and the lowest number of deportations in history. Fact. You have stated publicly in direct defiance of our laws that, quote, being here illegally by itself is not enough to be removed, unquote. If DHS does not deport illegals, that is, apprehend and quickly remove people who cross into our country illegally, that we have no border security at all. We all know that after Title 42 is repealed, 18,000 immigrants a day are going to result coming over that border. It's going to be a total collapse of operational control. If people are allowed to simply walk in here and live and work and collect taxpayer-funded benefits and assistance for years upon years and maybe permanently, 
And in a very short period of time, we'll be totally overwhelmed. We'll be crushed by the sheer numbers and the weight of illegal immigration. And there will no longer be any border, any security here, any sovereignty at all. We won't have a country. I called for your resignation in July of last year and explained then that it had already become crystal clear that you were either unable or unwilling to do your job. But as has been said here today now, based upon the facts and the evidence, we've concluded you're doing this intentionally. It is despicable. I believe these are impeachable offenses. And, Mr. Secretary, my advice to you is to begin your search for a different career field very soon because there will be an election and the American people will let their voices be heard on this. And we will be taking, taking the majority. Now, the, you know, we, we've talked about how to communicate effectively. He communicated extremely effectively. Yeah. yeah. And he did it in a way. I mean, and it's, again, it's the tone, but it's the manner. Certain people have a certain manner and look. Mm-hmm. To me, now, Democrats may view that he comes across as as partisan. I don't think the average independent would view uh, Mike Johnson there, the speaker, and say that that was partisanship. Right. It's the reality of what's going on at the border, and everybody knows it. And it just takes a particular type of person to do that, and I think he has that. You communicate effectively. Now, there isn't any. I don't think you'll find any Republican that would disagree with what Johnson said. In fact, they'd be going, yep, 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 yep. And yeah. that's you accomplish one thing. You know, you your your base is with you. But the other talent you have to have, if you're a leader of a political party, is to be able to promote it in a nonpart that, that comes across in a nonpartisan way. In a factual way, which is why I think it's important when he said, this is a fact, and this is a fact, and this is what's happening. And then he's very blunt. You're doing this intentionally. Because how could you not be? Your job is to do this, and you're doing the opposite. Who's going to disagree with him on that? Now, if it was one of the reasons I didn't want Jim Jordan is because you have to have the pit bulls in a political party. You have them. And he's been a pit bull. So for him, yeah. A lot of Republicans wanted Jim Jordan. He's got the kind of anger I want. That's not what I'm looking for in this particular position. What I'm looking for, what I would want, is somebody who could effectively communicate to disenfranchise Democrats and independents. And because of the substance of what he is saying, the base stays with him. And I think he did that effectively there. And that was from last year, by the way. And when when you look at it and even... Last year, when I, you... I believe it was last year. I don't. There mm. isn't a date mm. on it, but it sounded right. like it was last year. And we have seen the effects of the open border. We have seen uh, Mayorkas uh, just deny reality, and it, with a with a real arrogance that runs throughout this administration. And that's where the convincing comes in. That's where, when you put it all together. Everyone already knows the results of the open border. All of the consequences of the open border are out there every single day. And you don't have to be in a border town any longer to know this. And that's what changes. Well, When, there's, when there, you yes. have something that is real, when you have substance in your message and also daily proof of what you're saying, you're going to have an effective message. And 
that's what the GOP is going to have to do between now and November of next year. They need to do this on every front. On every front. And now, because of what happened in Israel, you have a much more, you have a much bigger audience willing to listen to your your points. Yes. And he makes very, very effective uh, points. And, right. You know, we've said it overall. If the Republicans want to win, take those five or six issues and pound the living daylights out of those issues that are so critically important to the American public. We brought you earlier that one op-ed piece that was written, I believe it was in the Messenger, that talked about the fact that, well, you know, Biden can still convince, Biden still has the ability to tell the American public how great the economy is by, he just needs to go to a different tact, and that's uh, talk about that we can lower prescription prices. Like, really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what you think you're going to do it? You don't understand the problem. The problem is you won't stop spending and inflation keeps remaining high. Yeah. Yep. That's why. Yep. And you're not going to win that argument. So you see the argument there. And we talked about earlier just the it's almost as if I don't know if you sense this. I sense that almost across the board, Democrats are running out of arguments and Republicans are tripping over their own feet even though the arguments are all with them right now. But the Democrats, and we had mentioned just even on uh, on Joe Biden, because it's important because it will be an election argument, the whole thing of the Mm $40,000 that that he got that they claim was uh, James Biden, you know, repaying repaying the loan. But they have no defense for it because what Comer is saying is, no, that money came from a subsidiary of the Chinese energy company that has close ties to the Republican, or excuse me, to the Republican, <laughs> close ties to the, mm. well, then, well, then they'd, they'd kick him out of office and it ties to the Republican Party and Biden was getting money from it. Yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the Chinese, uh, actually, uh, the, the, the Chinese and or James Biden took that money and then funneled it through different accounts and LLCs. And then that money went to, um, to Joe Biden. And the fact is, they're saying, well, it was just a loan. Well, it doesn't matter whether a loan, the loan, the loan argument is a dumb argument. And the White House is saying it's all a conspiracy theory. Well, it's not a conspiracy theory because you got the check and you're showing the check. So that's just an example to me of them running out of the uh, of an argument on the border. They're running out of an argument on the economy, which is inflation. They're running out of their argument because their argument is no. But Biden was saying it again yesterday. Inflation is down, inflation is down, inflation is down, inflation is down. Inflation isn't down. Right, right. The rate of inflation may be going down, but everything's getting more expensive each and every day. I do find it amazing because we did talk about uh, Kamala Harris out there, you know, promoting the fact of with all the anti-Semitism, we're going to focus on Islamophobia. And you're like, wow, did they send her out as a guinea pig? Or I mean, what, why did they do that? I mean, everything that they do, it's it's as if they're tone deaf, but they insist now it's almost every day Biden's out there and every day Harris is out there, but they're not effective because they don't have the argument. Right. And so people realize, too, they realize he's lying on all the major issues. He's lying. And they know it. 
Right. And that's why Mike Johnson is a complete fresh face. Mm-hmm. Who, if he can communicate effectively, he will help the Republicans tremendously in 2024. Right. But we shall see. Eight six six ninety red eye We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm uh, Gary McNamara. So sad to hear the loss of uh, Bobby Knight, legendary basketball coach. Uh, Indiana died at age 83. Didn't know he was sick. Uh, really, there wasn't anything that I heard about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, had a great career. Controversial, yes. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find an audio cut to play, but I couldn't find anyone well. to play because there was so much profanity. Yeah. In every audio cut that was, I mean, I'm sure I could find one if I, if I really had an hour to search, but everything that had come up on the internet that I'd seen yesterday about his death, every, you know, every audio cut was just, yeah. And some were pretty funny because some he were, when he started doing a, uh, a, uh, a post-game show. Yeah. Right. Where he was completely and totally calm and mm. finally just started screaming and mm-hmm. F this and mm-hmm. started throwing stuff around and mm. just destroying things. And I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we're talking about Steve Alford, who played for him and, you know, is uh, is now a, a coach and everything else. He just said, oh, he absolutely adored him. And he said, he actually told him one time, don't yell at these people, yell at me. Always yell at me, I mm-hmm. can take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did say, though, at times he was, you know, at the moment when he was being screamed at uh, by uh, the, the coach that he felt bad and hurt, he goes, but... Later on, he realized it was all to make him better. He goes, mm. once he got to know him afterwards, he realized what motivated him. He goes, and he wasn't motivated to win. He was motivated to make you great and fulfill your potential. Same with Isaiah Thomas, who played mm. for Detroit for such a long time. Yeah. Swears by him and, you know, right. that he was just the best coach ever. Mm. So. Mm. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.